episode 10. Today, I want to talk about how to fix the election issues again. So uh, the other day I talked about um, how I believe that people ought to be required to take a cognitive test of some sort in order to qualify for voting. Uh, today, I kind of want to talk about voting age and some of the issues that we have with that, because it really is kind of insane that an 18-year-old kid with essentially zero life experience is allowed to vote on extremely important matters that they honestly have absolutely no idea or understanding about. And something that was talked about in the Peddling Fiction podcast on Friday, which you should definitely go back and listen to, was the the reasoning behind the voting age being changed from 21 to 18 was because of the Vietnam War and the draft and everything else that was going on. And the idea that if these kids are old enough to be sent off to war, then they're old enough to vote and make decisions on that sort of thing. And I don't disagree with that at all. Like as 18 years old, if you can be drafted, then you are at the mercy of politicians who are deciding what is being done with your life. And they're deciding where you go and who you fight and what you do. And I don't think that really applies anymore. The, the draft itself needs to be completely done away with. If the draft is done away with, then that makes military service 100% voluntary, which it effectively is at this point anyway. Like, nobody who's currently in the military was forced to join. They made that decision of their own free will. So we need to do away with the draft entirely. And then at that point, there is no being forced by the government to go to war at 18 years old. If you choose to join the military, that is a personal decision you made. At which point, I don't think it is unfair to say you don't necessarily have the right to vote. You made the decision to join the military. The government is not forcing you to do that. So at that point, it's on your shoulders. And then we can change the voting age back to 21 or honestly. So on peddling fiction, Johnny says it should be 35. I think that's a little extreme. Um, but I do think 25 would be an acceptable age for uh, a voting cutoff. Like at that point, because of the way that the collegiate system is set up and gap years and all of this other stuff and, and just the way our society in general kind of handles uh, youth and uh, that transitional stage of life at, at 21, at 18, 21, even 23, you honestly don't have significant levels of life experience to be making educated and informed decisions on the political process and how all of that goes like you you just haven't been out there in the world long enough to see how it how it all works for real and so you know at 25 i think at that point if you got a bachelor's degree or an associates or whatever graduated high school you've at least had some time to get out in the world to work to see how things work to make a little bit of money to pay your taxes and to get pissed off at the government and how much they take from you. And so 
at that point, you have enough experience and kind of know what's going on that you would be able to make a more informed decision. At 18 years old, I didn't know anything about what was going on in the world. Like I had a very narrow view from the very small part of the world that I grew up in and just seeing the way things work there. I mean, hell, as active as I was within the Republican Party in college and everything, and as much as I felt like I was educated and informed on stuff, I really didn't, I really didn't know what was going on. Even, you know, even when I was 21, 22 years old and going out and campaigning and, and everything like that, like, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on in the world. And we, we've given kids too much responsibility with the voting thing. Like, if we're not going to, if we're not going to be leaving college, leaving university settings, leaving, you know, getting out into the real workforce and actually doing something until 22, 23, 24 years old, we don't have the life experience to be building on that. And then that comes back around to the, the cognitive test or, you know, being required to, to at least make voting a, educated process where it's a willful decision that somebody who is going to vote is going to go in or have have it sent to them like if if we want to i'm going to derail just a second because i don't have any problem with uh mail-in voting or any of that sort of stuff i think that's all great stuff what i don't like is the blanket carpet bombing of mail-in voting. Like, if somebody wants to vote by mail and they think that's the way it ought to be done or that's the way they want to do it if they're more comfortable with, with voting by mail or voting by home by some other method, uh, having you know somebody from the clerk's office come out and bring them the ballot or bring the, a, a portable voting machine to them and allow them to do it from their front porch or whatever, I have no problem with that. I don't have any qualms about allowing people alternative methods of voting other than going to your polling place and pushing the button there in on the machine. But if we're going to do it that way, it needs to be a conscious effort and a request by the voter. Uh, if I want to vote by mail, then I should be required to either contact the clerk's office by phone or mail or online or what have you and say, I don't want to come in. I would like my ballot sent to me, send me the ballot. I send it back. It, it shouldn't be the, and that's what's creating so much controversy with this current election is all of the, like just the blanket ballots that get sent out to people who didn't request them, to dead people, to people who don't live there anymore. And it just opens it up to too much questionable what happened. Are these are these ballots even real? And and there's no accountability for it. That's the voting process has zero accountability. Just like every other function of the government, there is no accountability whatsoever for it. And it, it's become a joke. And 
And the fact that people can't see the joke and aren't in on the joke is it's really tragic that people take this whole process so seriously because at this point there's nothing super serious about it. It's all a farce to just keep us under the thumb of the ruling class. So getting back to what I was talking about originally though, like we need to do away with the draft entirely. Like that shouldn't even exist. And then there's no reason for an 18 year old to have the, to be allowed to vote because they don't have the requisite life experience that's going to qualify them to vote. And then the people who do want to vote should have to pass a test of some sort. Like I know this much about the politician and what they're the politicians who are running and what their platforms are. I know this much about the, the different laws and bills and uh, propositions that are on the, on the ballot that need to be discussed and I can make an informed decision about these things. And as much as that, like people would say this stuff is voter suppression or whatever. If a person sincerely has an interest in voting, they would not be suppressed by being required to know anything about what they're voting for. That's, that's really all it is, is I'm suggesting people should have to be educated and informed about what they're going to vote for before they're actually allowed to vote for it. Plain and simple. And one other thing that I had thought about and uh, really think would be a good idea as far as all of that goes is with the, uh, with the testing kind of thing that that sort of along the, that idea line, on uh, being required to take a test for something to prove your your knowledge of it to vote. I think any bill or big like form of legislation that's going to be passed on the state level, especially, I think that should require a test as well. Uh, so if somebody wants to vote for a piece of legislation that increases taxes on something or that creates a new government program for something or creates a committee for something, whatever it is. It, if the government says, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it, then they need to put forth the legislation to the voting people and let people vote on it. And I think people should be required to take a test on that particular legislation. And if the people who test on it, who want, who vote for it, don't have a minimum level of understanding of that legislation, then it gets thrown out automatically. Like if people look at it and they say, okay, I've read through all of this. I took a test on it. I understand all of it and I don't want it. Then cool. If they look at all of it, they do the test, they show a legitimate understanding and they say, yes, we do want this. Good. But if more people who want to vote on that fail the test of comprehension on it, then it should be thrown out entirely. And that would get rid of all of these 500-page documents that are fucking novels all of their own that are packed full of pork and bullshit. And it would force the government to actually be honest with us about what they're trying to do. So instead of packing all this random shit into legislation and 
on page 418, they're giving all this money to some organization that nobody even knew existed that ultimately funnels it out to somebody's uh, cousin's brother and promoting more nepotism and corruption throughout the governmental system. If people actually had the opportunity to look at these bills and look at this uh, propositions and see everything that's in it and then say, no, we don't want that. Or yes, we do want that. It would force government to be a lot more honest. Or if they had to formulate their legislation in an actual readable, understandable form that people could sit down and look at and say, yeah, I actually understand that. Or if it's not comprehensible, if it's so long and so full of shit that nobody even has any idea what the fucking thing is about to begin with, then that should be thrown out on its face, not even given the opportunity to be passed because that's the, that's the problem that we have with the government right now is what they do is they cram all of this shit down our throats and they're not honest about any of it. And, and the reason all of it gets passed and then so much waste and just horrible stuff is involved in it is because they do create these thousand page documents that are just full of shit and they don't, they don't serve the purpose that they're supposed to. That's why like 80% of government spending is waste. Like it's all wasted. Like maybe, maybe 20% of all of the money that you give to the government is actually going towards what they say they're spending it on. And then of that 20%, how much of it is even something that you want at all? Like, if, we, if the government was forced into transparency and forced to be upfront with the people about what they're doing instead of hiding all this shit behind closed doors and in dark alleyways, and like it's all this big secret society bullshit that they can just run with whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it because none of us even have the opportunity to know what they're doing until it's too late. If they were forced to be upfront with this stuff, it would eliminate all of these problems and we could get this stuff out in the open and actually take care of this stuff and make meaningful change to the government. Of course, for any of this to happen, we've got to get out of this duopolistic system of Democrats versus Republicans. It should be every fucking one of us against the government. And I've been saying that this is episode 10. I've probably said it in all nine of my other episodes. We've got to stop giving government the power over us, and we've got to take it back. It's time, as a people, for us to raise up and say, yeah, we don't want that anymore. This is this was supposed to be a government by the people, of the people, and for the people. And instead, it's become a system of our ruling elites forcing us into submission. And it's time to end that. I'm not submissive, and I will not continue to be submissive to this bullshit system. There's going to be more mask mandates roll out. There's going to be lockdowns. There's going to be all kinds of crazy shit come out over the next couple years. It's not even going to take a couple years. It'll be over the next couple months. And I will not stand idly by and participate in any of this fuckery. And you shouldn't either. It's time for us to raise up and say no, no more. 
that's what I'm going to wrap on today. Uh, I do. So something that I have discussed with a few other people, uh, if you're not currently involved with the Peddling Fiction private Facebook group, I'm going to push Peddling Fiction nonstop. Uh, you should definitely listen to that show and not at all listen to my show. <laughs> but if you're not involved with that group, get in on the group. I've actually uh, talked to some people. So we do live chats with the group where we get on and we have like a live video call and we've had as few as two or three people and as many as I think uh, the biggest one we had had about 12 or 15 people total on it all at one time talking about just random shit. And it's so much fun. Uh, we had a really good one uh, a couple weekends ago. It was about eight or 10 of us uh, that rotated in and out throughout the night. And we had excellent conversation. We went for about two hours and I mean, it was great. And we just talk about like life and libertarian principles and the stuff that's going on in the government and whatever. Uh, there's no real structure to it. We just talk about whatever we want to talk about and whatever's going on in the world. So it's a lot of fun. And something that I had proposed was uh, maybe doing like live Zoom calls and uh, interviewing some of the people from that group on this show. So I've got my first one set up. Uh, for later this week, and then I might do a second one later this week. Uh, looking at doing a couple next week as well. So get in on the, the Peddling Fiction Facebook group and reach out to me, and let's get it set up. I want to talk to all of the fiction peddlers out there, all the libertarians who you know don't who don't normally get heard or who have questions about stuff and just want to talk to another regular dude about it. Uh, I am not in any way well produced with this show. I mean, it's me sitting in my basement, but it's a lot of fun for me. I have no, uh, I have no expectation that I'm going to make a living doing this or anything. I'm just doing it for fun. And I want to talk to people and have good conversation about the stuff that we care about and help promote Liberty in whatever way I can. So get in on the uh, peddling Facebook group, tell all your friends, let's talk about it and let's have some fun. I love doing this stuff. And I love all the interactions that I've gotten to have uh, through doing this stuff. So let's continue to push the Liberty Movement. And in the meantime, y'all have a good week. I will see you again after I get back from hunting. Wish me luck. Later. <laughs>